0: All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Game Changer Podcast. David Villa here with Diana Villa. And we are into part two. We're gonna finish our discussion today on framing our thoughts, framing our thoughts. So important, we discussed uh, on the last episode uh, several key uh, ways, Diana, you you had written this um, as a as you know, for devotion and for our make it happen here at the office and uh, discuss this, I thought it was really a good conversation when to bring it into our podcast. And we have a few more, um, areas to discuss, um, how we can frame our thoughts and we're picking up on, um, encourage someone else, encourage someone else. So you, you talked about, um, this encouraging someone else as a point that we could actually utilize to, or a way that we could utilize to frame our thoughts or reframe our thoughts. Won't you explain how encouraging someone else can help me frame my thoughts?
1: Well, I think sometimes um, out of our own weakness, I, I think sometimes I think the Lord uses us. And I mm-hmm. think because as we're spurring on somebody else, and that talks about in Hebrews ten twenty four twenty five, 25, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up, meeting together as some are in habit of doing, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. What's always been amazing to me is a lot of times when I've been going in really tough spots mm-hmm. and maybe encountering, encountering some um, struggles or trials, it's crazy to me that the Lord often will send people my path that maybe are experiencing very similar or maybe parallel, like maybe the principles are the same. And so out of my own struggle, sometimes you begin to encourage somebody else and it's almost a serves as a reminder, like as you're, you know, we're encouraging them by the word of God and the things of God, it like quickens in you like, oh yeah, yeah. that's a good thing. So I think sometimes when you are, um, I think what the enemy does is when you're in struggle or in, in some kind of um, trial, mm-hmm. what is the normal thing to do is to pull back and isolate. And so I think I've found that when I push in and plug into people more, right. I think that those things are, or those times are when God encourages me more. So I think when you're going through that Encourage someone. When you're having a hard time having right thinking, encourage somebody else. Sow that seed into somebody else and watch God miraculously actually allow that to do something in your heart because the word of God doesn't return void. So when you're speaking it into somebody else, it does something in you. Um,
0: That's good. I'm, I'm reminded. Yeah. So I'm thinking like a lot of people disqualify themselves. Um, and maybe you're listening now, kind of just use this as a place of ministry. If you disqualify yourself, from being able to speak into someone else's life and the first thing the enemy does is try to disqualify you by saying, "Well, yeah, but you have this issue and you're going through this. How can you be of service to that person or how can you minister to that person or how can you help that person when you're struggling with this yourself?" And so I would I would say using this what Diana's talking about, you know, God uses flawed people and you know, he you can't put yourself in a position of speaking the word of God to somebody without it first becoming a mirror to your life. And it happens almost simultaneously. And I think that's a great point here. So Diana, we use encouraging someone else as a way to remind us of what God said about us, to remind him what his word says about our lives and our situation one more
1: scripture i put in that area was but his answer was my grace is all you need for my power is greatest when you are weak i am most happy then to be proud of my weakness in order to feel protection of christ's power over me i am content with weakness insults hardships <clears throat> persecutions and difficulties for christ's sake for when i am weak then i am strong that's second corinthians 12 9 through 10 and that's the good news translation and that says it right there Him, it, it's his grace yeah it, you know in my weakness you know, that he is made strong, that's when he has the ability to do that. So I think that that's really important. And I think a lot of times we um, do the opposite and we shrink back and we isolate and we pull ourselves away, but it's the word of God that speaks life into us. So when we're in those down times, speak life into somebody else and watch God um, grow
0: that in you. Amen. So let's look at the next one here, framing our thoughts. The next point that you have down is remaining stable in every situation. So, you know, and you have down here, God gives me strength. I need to remain stable in all circumstances. So explain how remaining stable in every situation is used in helping us to frame our thoughts.
1: So I think when we are sheltering our thoughts and and. The framework of God and His Holy Spirit and His Word, it causes us to remain steady and steadfast no matter what's going on. So we can stay at peace and at rest in spite of the storm. We can have joy in spite of what we're experiencing. We can have, um, you know, happiness in spite of, you know, maybe there being areas of lack. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like it causes us to respond to a situation versus reaction. And I think we talked about this a few uh, podcasts back that I'm really big in in the last one, and I talk about this a lot, but, I feel like the Lord really has began to deal with me about making sure that I'm responding according to God's Word versus reacting based on my emotions. And that really comes down to our thinking and our thought process and what are we framing that with. So even if if we go by our emotions, they will steer us wrong. So I think if we frame our thoughts by the Word of God, Hmm. it will... um, steer our emotions in the right direction as well so he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the almighty is that almighty that psalms 91 1 and that's the english standard version um second chronicles sixteen, nine. the eyes of the lord go around looking in all the earth for people who are faithful to him so that he can make them strong um and that's that's part of that verse Mm -hmm. but he's looking he he wants to make us strong he wants us to be remain stable he wants us to remain faithful in spite of what we're doing so i think that's another part of remaining Mm stable stable is i think sometimes in those situations if we're not stable in in the lord that's when we become unfaithful you know but we have to be faithful to the promises and the word of god in spite of what's going on and that's where we begin to see god move on our behalf a lot of times you know i've heard a lot of times if we just would have waited a little bit your your answer was just right around the corner. Yeah. Don't miss your right around the corner breakthrough. Right, mm-hmm. stay consistent and stable. Um, depend on the Lord for strength. Always go to Him for help. And that's First Chronicles sixteen eleven. He is your helper. Yeah. He is your provider. I mean, we can go through the names of God of who He is. He's your provider. He's your healer. Right. He's your hope. He's your joy. He's your peace. He's your strength. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on. Um, and so, I think when you're framing your uh, thoughts. thoughts. It helps you to remain stable, even though the circumstances may speak counter to that.
0: The next one speaks <clears throat> to me a lot, you know, the God habit, because, you know, it's very self-explanatory. Um, something that I've been really thinking about lately is, you know, the disciplines of yesterday are habits today. Something that's you do as a habit, you know, you you, it wasn't always a habit. It's a habit because it comes second nature to you. You know, like for instance, you know, I'm thinking walking with God, you you, you know, um, is, is a God habit. I habitually walk with him. You have down here seeking his face, spending time with him daily. You know, I think of things that, you know going to church that's a habit there's things that were disciplined at some point in my life where maybe it was it was something that i had to consciously do or maybe force myself to do or discipline myself to do which is really just becoming a learner a discipline is really just to learn behavior and then eventually that becomes a habit so you know i'm assuming this is self explanatory but you have down the god habit um, as a way to frame your thoughts do you have anything to add to that
1: um, I wish I would have changed that to say discipline because I think habits usually have a negative connotation and I think, well, they, habits, though. I, I think they do because I think then you start to do things without um, you just do them for the sake of doing them without I mean I think I've been in seasons where I can have a habit of meeting with the Lord in the morning and going through my <coughs> my you know my Bible or my Bible study but not allowing it to penetrate my heart so I think you well, can go through the habit of it or the motions of it. I guess so. Let me
0: let me say, let me let me kind of challenge you there a little bit. I don't think that that's a negative thing. The habit's not where that's off. It's it's what you, you do with it. Because I mean, you have a habit of breathing. Breathing is is a, is, a, is a right. It's a habit. i mean, It's not like I think about breathing or you know. Um, and so I have a habit of brushing my teeth. Well, I don't you know think about it every time I brush my teeth. Sometimes I just kind of like you know I don't remember like every morning what it felt like to brush my teeth. You know after the fact. You know, like I can remember this morning because it wasn't that long ago, but I can't remember yesterday morning what it was like. But if I don't do it, and you know, the, whether I thought about it or not, the, you know, the, then I have stinky breath. You know, my point is, is I, so I think that maybe giving yourself a little forgiveness there, maybe, you know, the habit is important. Maybe just in that time frame, just being present or aware You know, because the reality is I'm not really sure if you do it every single day, it's not necessarily a discipline. Maybe the discipline is making sure you're present in that habit, but at least doing it is better than not doing it. I don't know. That's my thing. You
1: know, I disagree with that because I think you can be present in a room but not be <clears throat> present.
0: But you don't have to, di- but but going to the place, where you say you're interchanging it with the word discipline. Just throwing it out there as a challenge. The the word discipline implies that you don't want to do it. So you have to, you, you, you spending time with the Lord, no matter what, you can't sometimes trick yourself. If it's a habit of yours, then it's, then you can't trick yourself and say, well, today it's not a habit, it's a discipline. Maybe the discipline is like today in this habit, I'm going to be more present. I'm going to force myself to journal. I'm going to force myself to stop after I read every sentence and maybe contemplate. Yeah. So I think that the habit is, is a good word is the God habit because the reality is at least you're present and you're in the place where you can receive the revelation. If you aren't present then you're not even there.
1: I guess the caution that would be that um, to make sure that your habit doesn't turn into just going through the motions of it because right. I think if you go through the motions of it I don't think you'll see the fruit and then you'll that'll flip on you and you'll go well this you know God thing doesn't
0: work I think it's about growth I think yeah. what it is maybe maybe about growth so we get habitual over something then we also need to make sure that the thing that again the thing that we're habitual about today so if I'm habitual about spending time with the Lord in the morning at one time that upon the time that was a discipline because there was a time in my life when I didn't do that well then I became disciplined to do it well the discipline Aspect doesn't need to change. I just need to go. Okay, now what's next? How do I stretch myself beyond to make myself grow, right? Because I'm listen. I'm comfortable in this place. This is a habit, but in there's some good things for it. But I need to constantly grow. Like if I have a habit of working out, it's like a you know a trainer would tell you, yeah, but you need to increase your weight every once in a while, right, or something like that to grow. Maybe it's something like that. So that's good. It's this is good to, to challenge back and forth because I think that this is where the this is where the magic happens, right? <laughs> All right. So here's the next one. We have four more here. More than enough. Framing your thoughts. Realizing, I'm assuming, that God is more than enough. Is that where it is? I, yes. I'm constantly bringing back to my remembrance. He is more than enough.
1: Because I think we live in a world that is always looking at what others have and comparing it to what we don't have. Mm-hmm. And I think if we begin to reframe our thoughts that God's more than <coughs> enough and he supplied me with everything that I need um, and being content with that, that maybe now isn't my season for that. I think we're living in a world that um, people have a lot of debt and they have a lot of things, but they don't have peace and they don't have joy because they've um, become enslaved to things versus recognizing that you have more than enough in in god content. and that you're content with that and yes i think god is a god of blessing and i think god wants us to have things but i don't think he wants us to be controlled by things and i think yeah. that finding that balance and recognizing that god is more than a love, enough um i think that you know we've been on both sides of that and i think you have to constantly put that back in perspective not you yeah sorry we have, I mean, you, we, but me too. we have to constantly put that back in perspective because it's very easy to get sucked into that. Yeah. Um, and I think if you have learn from it, um, but recognizing that, you know, he is more than enough and he's going to supply all of your needs, needs and your needs right. are not wants they're needs.
0: This next one here. So kind of, we're not reiterating, even though the word habit is in this as well. So we talked about the God habit a minute ago. That's really like, you know, again, the things of like um, you know, the things we do that center around the Lord, these you have down here, thoughts, words, and habits, thoughts, words, and habits. So it really comes down to, this is more of a practical daily application. So because if it's your thoughts, what am I thinking? My words, what am I saying? Habits, what am I doing? That's what I get out of it, right? How do what we think, what we say and what we do, our thoughts, words, and habits, how, do you have them contributing to framing framing your thoughts or what you what you think about constantly? So this
1: is one of the things I put in there. I am a sum of my thoughts, words, habits, and actions. And so sometimes my thoughts and words add to me and sometimes they subtract to me. Mm. Um, sometimes they add to, to my life and sometimes they deplete me. However, right. I am a product which means God multiplies. I am a product of the victory I have in Christ. So That's even good. if the, my thoughts, my words, and my habits are adding or, multi- or I'm so I'm adding or subtracting to me, I I am a product of the victory over all of those things. And God has the ability to multiply and give me victory over all those things. So um, He has the ability and the power to give me victory over my bad thinking, my negative words, my bad habits, my bad actions, if I submit them unto him. Right? I have to give them over to him. And the thing of it is, is um, I think often that's the, that's the actual step we have to give them to the, him. Cause we know, we know mm-hmm. we're in a, in a spiral of bad thinking, bad speech, bad right. actions. We know it. Right. We just don't listen to it. Um, and then a lot of times we get tired, right? And so we just continue in the bad cycles. Um, Galatians six nine says, "And let us not grow weary of doing good, but in due season we will reap. If we do not give up, don't give up. Hey, it's a minute by minute, day by day. If today you had bad thinking, mm-hmm. reframe it. Allow the victory of Christ to come over you, and yeah. and reframe your thinking. And tomorrow it'll be a, a new day, right? If you have bad actions, and you know maybe you're Change trying them. to break um, something, you know something that's been holding you back. Right. Um, you know, allow the victory in Christ that you have in Christ." to break that but if you fall don't don't get weary don't give up come back to it and, and i think as you do that and restructure that, i think i think you'll find that um if so you God don't give up if you don't give up you will reap
0: so god's power gives us victory over our bad thinking negative words bad habits good stuff okay so two more here receive his grace so reframe my thoughts the enemy i would imagine this you know the enemy is constantly bombarding our thoughts making us second guess ourselves, showing us and pointing to how we messed up. So I'm assuming what you're bringing here is the remembrance and the reminder of the grace of God so that that comes in and weighs in on the framing of what we think about throughout the day. Explain that, receive his grace. How does that play into reframing our thoughts?
1: So I think by God's grace, I have the skill to do all that he asked me to do with ease. If I rest mm-hmm. in him. So it doesn't
0: make it mean it's easy.
1: No, he's gonna grace me.
0: Okay. So it's not easy, but it's with ease. Easy. We look for easy sometimes, but there's a difference in easy and with ease. We
1: look for the shortcuts, the cliff notes, and, you know, sometimes there's no shortcuts. Um, I think well, too. I'm looking
0: at the scripture you put here, and it actually flies in the face of even someone thinking it's a shortcut. Because, so the grace of God you have down is like I can do it with ease, but it's not easy. Because the scripture in First Corinthians three ten, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder. So he's not only saying it's easy; he's saying you got to be a ma- like he's saying like a skilled ma- master builder. I laid the foundation. Someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. The whole thing when it's talking about grace, there, is that. It's still a more excellent way. He's still requiring us to be at another level. So ease in him is not easy. It's God's given me the grace to do something that I couldn't do without, without him. Yeah, And without him, it would be too big for me to do. And so... We need to frame our thoughts and realize. So I think this is where it comes in where maybe, maybe when the thoughts come against us that the enemy brings that says, hey, you can't, you're not qualified to do that. Maybe that's where that comes in to help frame it. That Hey, I'm not qualified, but through God's grace. Right.
1: That's good. Yes.
0: Hmm. All right. Last one.
1: Perfect love cast out.
0: Fear. Well, fear's a big deal. Okay, so uh, our number one Bible plan on U version by far, I think it's like over almost five hundred thousand people. I believe the last time Brett told us the numbers, subscribe to this or you know, um it went um on their featured page last year for a while, I think two different times. And so fear's a big deal, right? Fear is this you know, this world has experienced fear in the last two, three years. There's been a lot of anxiety, a lot of things like that. Um, fear keeps people from doing things, fear stops people from trying again. Fear does all types of things. So the way to frame our thoughts, you said here, and you, you're you using a scripture, obviously, perfect love casts out fear. That's Bible. Talk about why that as the last one is so important when we to reframe our thoughts. Why is perfect love cast out fear so important?
1: I think understanding that, um, you know, God's love is perfect. And what's crazy to me is as much as I love my children, mm-hmm. like I, I, there's nothing pure, like to me, than the love I have for my kids. There's nothing that would separate me from them, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing they could do. I if, think
0: that you would use like your husband as an example, <laughs> but I get it.
1: I'm trying to relate. Y'all see, y'all see that? I get it. we children. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, but, but they were part of me, uh-huh. right? You weren't right. part of me. I sure, love I you.
0: We're, we're, we're just as one. You know, I mean, the Bible just talks about like a man shall leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife. The two shall become one. You know, I thought one was pretty important, but sorry, go ahead. Um, I was
1: kidding. <laughs> That's not. Fair. I get it.
0: Um, as you were saying,
1: I there's nothing. I mean, I would actually contemplate if one of my kids and I, I made me? this joke. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, if one of them needed. An arm, I would contemplate. Is there a way that they could remove one of mine and mm-hmm. give it to them? Right, I would really consider that. Right. Like there's, there's nothing that they could do that would make me love them any less. Right. Um, or love them any more. I love them, and and my kids always make jokes like, "Who do you love more? I don't love any of my kids more. You love them differently,
0: but and you I love think, them all.
1: But I love them all more than I can even explain. But when we compare that to God's love for His us, perfect, it's perfect. And so That's mine crazy. is like. Imperfect. Evil in compared to yeah. comparison to his. And I yeah. think mine's so like immeasurable. I feel like my love is immeasurable right. for my kids. I can't even we comprehend, can't comprehend it. Describe it. But you know, the word of God just says like, mine's like, is just like filthy rags in comparison.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Um, I, I can't even, when I think about it from that perspective, um, it's, it's perfect. And how can it not? Like my kids, there's nothing mm-hmm. my kids can say. There's nothing I want to say. You can do it. Um, even if i have doubts and i made a joke um ashton our youngest she was singing at something and they were doing a remix it was a a marriage conference and she had to sing a celine dion song and she was talking about it she was nervous and she said i don't know if i can do it and i was like you can do it i know you can do it but if i'm being honest at that point i was thinking oh i don't know if you can do it but i was spurring her on here's the thing inside i was still saying I don't know if she can do it. Now I was telling right. her with my mouth, you can do it. I know you can do it. Mm-hmm. Lord's going to be with you. He's going to do it inside. I was like, doubt. Right. God doesn't have doubt about us.
0: Yeah. It's Isn't that crazy? Love.
1: It's perfect. He doesn't have those. He's not only is he not have the doubt, he's saying you can do it. You can do it. I've given you the, the power and the ability and the anointing to do it. He has no doubt
0: there's no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfect and perfected in love and so i'm thinking too as you you're saying that i'm thinking about like he he loves us so perfectly that he and and he, he sees all every little thing so like it's impossible for you to fail in god it's impossible for you to 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 ultimately lose in god he's got you and like if and if and if perfect love cast off we fear losing fear failing then perfect love cast out fear it means that god's ultimately really got you like and he doesn't lose one he doesn't miss one like he knows like not only does He know every person that's ever existed he knows how many hairs are on your head he knows when it falls out i mean like there's an intimate details of knowledge so a god that knows that much we can't wrap our head around it because we can't fathom it but we also can't even imagine the ability to do that the ability to like like god knows like every fear and apprehension and he's not he's gonna his his love's gonna cast out fear if we rely on him and if we can just really believe that he's got us
1: and he has no doubt he has no doubts about us yeah as much as i love my kids and instilled in them like you can do anything he has no doubts about us
0: Mm. well hey guys I hope this helped you, the last two episodes, um, on framing your thoughts. It's so important that we tap into um, God's way. And Diana, you laid out a lot of ways here. And if you missed the episode before this, go back and listen to it. Um, And uh, these 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 are several ways on how we can frame our thoughts in the Lord. And you know, our thinking is so important. You know, the Bible tells us in Philippians to think right on these things. And it gives us a list of things to think on and think about. Yeah. And and if you do that and you think, you know, as you're thinking your thoughts, there you go. You right there goes you. And so you follow your thoughts. And so framing your thoughts is very important because the enemy, here's the deal. The battle is in the mind. He attacks the mind and your thoughts filter through your mind. He, he can't even attack your life, but he can attack your mind. You see what I'm saying? He could he could put those thoughts in your mind and and those that thinking as it comes into your your mind, we have the permission, we give it permission to go through our mind into our lives, right? And so these were very important and So how uh,
1: are we filtering it?
0: I exactly. And mm. this is it right? Yep. These, are, these are the ways.
1: I think you just have to end on, and maybe it should have been the very last one, thoughts, words, and habits. Mm-hmm. I am the sum of my thoughts, my words, my habits, my actions, but I am the product of yeah. the victory I have in Christ.
0: Let's yeah. just read them again. Success. You said frame our thoughts. Success. Cast your care. The Lord is my firm foundation. Steadying my indecision. God loves me. Change your thinking. I am able more than enough thoughts words and habits receive his grace perfect love cast out fear encourage someone else remain stable in every situation and follow the god habit those are great great strategies on reframing our thoughts hey hope you guys enjoyed it and make sure you subscribe and click on the bell so that you're notified if you don't click the bell you won't be notified when we drop a new episode and uh, make sure you subscribe and share the podcast on youtube also on spotify and apple and uh, if you follow us on social media make sure you tag us and we love to see what god's doing in your life and again download the game changer app it's game changer by ipd agency it's available on all platforms it'll be a blessing uh, especially those of you in the marketplace and uh, we are constantly releasing resources several a week uh, for you to use and uh, diane and i will be back next week for another episode of Game Changer Podcast. We look forward to talking to you then. God bless.